Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> oh God, we got Blair in the house. Thought I'd throw in a. I can't quite do the um, the voice as well. Thought I'd mix it up a bit. How you doing? Week. <laughs> Uh, Blair, I'm glad you're here because I have a lot to talk to you about this week. So Great. Happy to be here, Jace. Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> all press is good press, as they stay in the biz. <laughs> ah, well, welcome to another episode of Marianne and Jace to the Diary Room. I am Jace. I'm Marianne. <laughs> I have a very similar, similar sounding voice to our guest, Blair. You do. It's going to be very confusing, actually, for the audience. I'll ask Blair to leave. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, please, Blair, this is private. You can listen at the same time as everyone else. Exactly. No special treatment here. So it is day 28, eviction. Yeah, eviction number three. Eviction number three. I'm zooming through it. Actually, I think we're going through it really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is the first outfit of Gretel's that I do not like. The, what is it, like the pale yellow top? Is that? Uh, no, 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 no that's what the Shana Elvis. Is, sorry. Oh, the it's Elvis, the Elvis shirt. top. That's right. Yeah. It's very um in your face. Just says Elvis on it. It's very topical for this month in 2022, though, with the mm. Elvis. The Elvis movie just came out. That's true. They should be using that as the promo. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe just not having an Elvis movie at all would be a better move. Forget Tom Hanks. Let's get um, Gretel in her Elvis shirt. <laughs> I know she has nothing to do with the movie, but let's put her on the poster. <laughs> that's, that's how we market it to the Australian audience. You know how sometimes they change the title slightly? Oh, <laughs> This one, <laughs> the poster is just Gretel in the shirt. <laughs> or like in um, on Netflix, how they change the, the title image based on what they think you're interested in. <laughs> yeah. The crowd in tonight's eviction episode is what this is like the I think the first crowd that I believe are the actual true fans of everyone that they're yeah. supporting. I did not buy the um the Shana flight attendant hats. I'm sorry. No. But this week they've got Gordon, Sarah Marie and Todd. And they're all believable like fans. All of Todd's fans are in Bob Marley style, you know, the Rastafarian wigs that everyone likes to wear when they're dressing up as Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, I say everyone, but I mean white people. Yes. They've got the fake dreads. They've got the knitted hat in the Jamaican colors. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Marie fans are there and they're actually not in a fat suit this time. There's no one, not a fat suit in sight. Thank Christ. They're all in pyjamas with bunny ears. Very sweet. It's very cute. Although one of them has a sign that says Skanky Marie Rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another sign that says Show Us Your G, Sarah (laughs) It's heartwarming to see. It's beautiful. It's truly beautiful. There's a boy. (gasps) Is this the kid with the cardboard spikes on the side of his head? (laughs) Yes. It's the best costume. (laughs) It looks so good, but then Gretel goes and talks to him and it's clear he has no idea who he's dressed as. (laughs) Not a fucking clue. He has, uh, so you know how Gordon has, for the listeners at home, Gordon has the spiked hairdo. Um, And so far people have been emulating it with like a a swim cap or a bald cap with the spikes on the side. This kid just has his normal hair and then like cardboard. (laughs) 
cardboard sticky spikes taped. on the sticky tape to the side of his head. <laughs> it's I I love it. The commitment, beautiful, brilliant. And he's lost in a sea of grown men that are mm-hmm. covered head to toe in the red body paint um, that Gordon wore briefly in one episode, the clown episode, <laughs> the circus episode. <laughs> Gretel is talking to people in the crowd and talking to uh, friends and family and things like that. She has to pull that information out of them. I do not envy Gretel's position at all because she's asking questions and she's getting nothing back. Yeah, these people are not media trained. (laughs) You think they maybe like run through it a little bit before they head on the stage, but... There was a bit at the start before anything happens like Gretel's on the stage and there's people that are shouting out and yelling and Gretel says we obviously have some people who are not going to let us go on until we give them a moment of attention and I just thought to myself "Mm, that's me and Marianne (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna segregate that clip and just that's that's our tagline (laughs) she also says that uh, in regards to the uh, nominations, the percentages, she essentially says there's a bee's dick in it, but what she says is there's a bee's front bottom in it. Yes. Yes, that are. Very dignified. <laughs> so unnecessary to say that. Do you use any other phrase? <laughs> a bee's front bottom. <laughs> She's like, I want to say a bee's dick real bad. Real bad. <laughs> I can't, so I'm going to censor myself. There's literally nothing else I could say. <laughs> She's talking to the friends and loves, loved ones. And in the jurors box this week, we have Antoinette, Sarah Marie's, one of Sarah Marie's sisters. Peter, Sarah Marie's ex-flatmate, who, if you remember from the first episode, is the guy that Gretel was trying to convince Sarah Marie that there was something going on there. Yes. Um, full disclosure, they have slept together, if that... Mm-hmm. Uh, helps anyone at home um <laughs> that's just some information that we have yeah thanks to the show I also remembered or not remembered they they showed it again which I don't know why they showed it again but I last time we recorded there was a there was a guy on the radio who said something that <gasps> I didn't like about Sarah Marie and I couldn't yes. remember what it was <laughs> thankfully they showed it again what he said was he insinuated that she bent one of the poles at the pole dancing club Yes, I tell you what, I didn't even notice it the second time round watching. It was when I went back to take like a screenshot of the Dolls house, Dollhouse Gals. I was mm. so mesmerized by these ladies that I did not hear what he said like first, second, third time. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on a second, that is horrendous. It really is because he said, you know that it goes. Sorry, yeah, I have the quote. Like he said, um,. He heard she was doing the bum dance on stage and she bent one of the poles. Why say that? Yeah. And, and I also... Was thinking, sorry. You go. <laughs> no, you go. Well, I was just going to say, also, mate, he's no skinny mini either. That's exactly what I was going to say. Why cast stones from fat houses? Honestly, I would never, ever say something about someone's weight ever actually but also as a fat person fat cis men do not Mm. have other fat people's back the way that the rest of the fat community will not cast stones well some of them will because of like internalized things but Mm. like the way that fat men just do not have our back at all like i i mean 
100% definitely. There's one or two out there. We're not going to say that every single cis fat man is a horrendous piece of shit. Oh, um, and particularly in 2001 as well. Yes. I mean, it's still present now, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's present on dating apps. Yes. The number of screenshots that I get from friends that are profiles of fat men who were like, no fatties. I want someone fit, which means they want someone skinny. Like, yeah. it's just, I, I don't know. What, I, mm, preferences are fine, but like. Yeah. If you look at the stats of like, um, when you say like fat content creators, like women, hot women, mm-hmm. and they say the people in their DMs, it's always like really fit guys, really skinny guys, mm-hmm. never, ever, ever fat men. I had a high school boyfriend that loved me and I loved him as well. And he was so mismatched to me because he was fit. He was getting 17.9 on the beep test and I was tapping out at (laughs) 1.9. Like, (laughs) they love us. But yeah, I was shocked because he says it in a way that it's like, oh yeah, I heard. And it's very genuine. And you kind of don't realize what he's saying until one of the dolls is like, oh, come on now. That's not nice. Yeah. Yeah, he says it. That's why I didn't pick up on it. I was just like, these ladies are so cute. (laughs) And (laughs) I am partially deaf, so. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about the, the fact that they're giving haircuts out on the stage, like one of the side stages? Not yet. We can talk about it now, if you'd like to talk about that now. Yeah. Um, they just, that's pretty much what it is. They have a barber up on the stage giving out Gordon haircuts. And the first yeah. recipient that we see is just like this old man, elderly yeah. man. And Gretel says, like, <laughs> oh, you know, he's not famous. He's not most famous for his haircut, implying the <laughs> penis situation. The old man does not know. Yeah. Implying that he he also has a big penis. Um, here, I, I don't think the old guy has any idea who he's getting a haircut to emulate or what anything... I don't think any of these people have any idea what's going on, honestly. <laughs> None of them. It's like, put your hand up if you want a free haircut right now. <laughs> Me! <laughs> okay, but it's this haircut. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> I'm already in the chair. I can't say no. And also, I'm going to insinuate that you have a big dick. <laughs> Todd's girlfriend, Bianca, is there in the juror's box and also his sister, Sonia. Mm-hmm. Sonia is gorgeous, but she's she's much more excited um, about Todd than his girlfriend is. Yeah, well, Bianca has gone through a lot, as I keep bringing up. They keep, like, <laughs> shopping and changing if she's his girlfriend or not. Yeah, it's it must be very confusing for her. She doesn't know what's going on. Gordon's got his friends Jason and Alice, and his girlfriend Monica isn't there. They say because she's like a a high powered business lady. <laughs> Willing and dealing. I just I can't I can't imagine a high powered business lady and Gordon. Mm-hmm. It doesn't match up for me. But mm-hmm. they ask if the how the girlfriend's coping, and Alice says, "Yeah, she's fine." <laughs> like straight up just like yeah she's fine they also ask if if they could say anything to him in the house what would they say and jason is like um and before he can even get anything else out alice leans over and goes show more donkey boy which is a very weird thing for your friend to say um yes. <laughs> please show us your penis more <laughs> let's get more of that dick 
Netflix. Oh, God. You've seen it in high definition now, haven't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was looking. I have the DVD, um, the extras DVD from the first three seasons that they put out. And um, didn't really consider that we have been watching the uncut <laughs> videos in very low resolution. So when I popped the DVD in and it was like, here's Gordon's penis in fucking high dev. And how does you it can't compare? Unsee that. I mean, it does look bigger than it does on YouTube. You heard it here first, folks. It looks bigger than it does on YouTube. <laughs> oh, what a legacy to leave behind. Rest in peace, donkey boy, as all of our TikTok comments like to say. <laughs> they cross to the house and we get our very first quiet as a mouse from Gretel, which is one of my favourite things that she says. Gretel asks Gordon five things that he likes about the house five reasons he loves being in the big brother house yeah and straight up gordon says five reasons is too many which i kind of understand like if anyone asks me my favorite of anything immediately i'm like forget everything that i've ever yeah thought in my life five reasons are so many like mm-hmm. could we go for three that's still yeah. stretching it especially Top when two. you're in a time sensitive live program I want you to list yeah. 20 things that you like about Sarah Marie. Go. <laughs> Bum dance. <laughs> B- boobs. <laughs> um, they all start with B. Bum dance, boobs, bunny ears. <laughs> Volleyball was his first one. Yeah. And they ask the others as well. And then as a joke, they both say volleyball. And it's quite, it this is quite like cute. This was like the first time that Todd genuinely made him laugh. Made me laugh. Though. Yeah. When he yeah. was like, oh, I'd have to say volleyball. That was funny. I did laugh as well. Credit where credit's due, old Toddy boy. We're fair here onto the diary room. Sometimes. <laughs> We're fair. Always. Correct opinions. They start showing clips from like daily show clips from inside the house and they then we find out why they said volleyball uh because they made up a volleyball championship they used like a clothesline or something yeah wasn't very interesting but there we go then we find out that they had a little mini challenge it was a cocktail party challenge and they were given costumes from the 1940s like obviously not real 1940s but costumes i thought that was a weird decade to pick for your (laughs) extravagant cocktail party (laughs) Yeah, like in the midst of war. Yeah. You're either engaging in war or recovering from war. It's not the decade that I would, the era that I would be like, oh, yes, a cocktail party. Be like, no. 20s, 50s, or 60s, I would go. Yep. Maybe 70s if you're trying to be funky. 100%, I would go 20s. As soon as they said 40s, any, anytime anyone mentions the 1940s, I think of Nazis. Like, I. I just think of the war. Like, I can't... It's a depressing decade. <laughs> yeah, let's jazz clothes, it up a little. Everyone was on rations, like their clothing rations. Yeah. No one had anything nice. <laughs> when I worked in the dementia ward at an aged care home, I put on... Um, it was a movie set just after the war, a recent one. And mm. one of the residents got so pissed off because her jacket was so beautiful. <laughs> He was like, oh, <laughs> she wouldn't have had a jacket that nice in London, I'm telling you now. <laughs> I love that. That's my favourite kind of person, someone that doesn't like inaccuracies in period pieces. Yes. Uh, surprisingly, he was one of my favourites. Um, we got along really well. 
Gemma is really excited that they get to have actual cocktails too. Yeah, but when they announce it, a cocktail party straight away, she or someone is like, mocktails or cocktails? Gemma's like, oh, cocktails, cocktails? And then Blair's going, no, I think it's mocktails. Oh, it's and cocktails? Yeah. Blair still thinks he's 16. He's like, nah, they wouldn't give us real alcohol. <laughs> Pretty cool we got mocktails though, huh, guys? Um, they all have like their, f- their fake fancy names that Johnny announces like they're at an oh actual my God. Like, event. But Pete and Christina's name, he's named them Lord and Lady Mountbatten, which is a real yep. British family in the aristocracy. I think they married into the current monarchy, right? In like the 20s. I, you know so much more about that than me. <laughs> I, everyone else had like these ridiculous fancy made up names. And then he was like, Lord Mountbatten. The one that really made me angry. I love the movie Bugsy Malone. I have told you to watch it. One, they took it off YouTube. What the fuck? And listen, yes, I had years before. <laughs> <laughs> but now I wanted to watch it and I can't, so I'm pissed off. Um, it's, it's one of my favourite movies of all time. I've loved it since childhood. It's a 1976 or something gangster movie, but all of the characters are children. And Jodie Foster was in it. Uh, Scott Bayo was in it. It's, it's, he peaked at that role. I'm going to tell you that. I wish he'd stayed that age forever. But Gordon's name is Bugsy, which annoyed uh, me. Oh, yeah. And Sarah Marie was Memphis Rain. <laughs> and Lisa and Ben were Tallulah and Sonny. I like Tallulah. Tallulah was Jodie Foster's character from Bugsy Malone. Just a little bit of a information for you there. Who do you have the tattoo of? Tallulah? Uh, no, uh, the tattoo I have is of uh, Blousey Brown. I want a Tallulah one on the other thigh, but money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Todd and Gemma are Stitch Groover and Kitty Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. And Johnny and Blair team up and they're Johan and Lord Roger Lott. I think he named himself after the rooster. Ah, yes. The rooster's name is Roger. Blair does love those chickens or and roosters. it could be unrelated. Could be, but, you know, much like the Duffer Brothers say about Stranger Things, nothing on screen is there by accident. (laughs) I did like when they announced that they had to have partners. Sarah Marie immediately asks to be Gordon's date, and I'm not sure if that's because she really wanted to be Gordon's date or if maybe she picked up on the fact that Gemma was uncomfortable and knew that Gordon would be. I hope to God it's because of the Gemma thing. Because there is no doubt in my mind that he would have immediately asked Gemma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Gemma's so nice that she would not say no. She'd be like, oh, okay. And Gordon would not pick up on the fact that that, oh, okay, was not a, yeah, sure, let's do it. It was not an enthusiastic yes. No. But the challenge is making cocktails and scoring them based on how good they are. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down that Sarah Marie looks absolutely gorgeous. She looks stunning. She does. She's got like a big ball gown and slick back hair. Yeah, she her makeup, yeah. oh, gorgeous, just gorgeous. They make the cocktails, they're drinking them, they're scoring them, and then Sarah Marie goes up to Gordon and is like, I think they're going to score us this, so let's score them one point. Let's, be, let's score them low because we want to win. Pardon me, we want to win. So they did a little bit of sneaky, uh, sneaky scoring there, and then they won, so good for them. <laughs> Did they win anything? Play the game. I can't remember. I don't know what they won. They did just the say. the glory of winning. <laughs> yeah. Something that I wrote down here is there's a there's a scene 
where Sam Marie is just sitting on Ben. Yeah. It's very, like, the most innocent lap dance you could think of, considering they put lap dances in um, uncut. Yeah. So the fact that this is just on the family show shows you how innocent it is. She's just kind of sitting there on his lap, and Todd, completely unprompted, says, oh, it's any wonder you're single, Sarah. Yeah. And then Sarah says, I don't need to put people down. Mm-hmm. And Todd, and Todd immediately goes, it was just a joke. Mm-hmm. And incredibly, Sarah Marie straight away was like, no, it wasn't. Todd, you say things as a joke, but you seriously mean them. And I, I love that she just straight up was like, called him out on his bullshit. Yeah. And then he was like, the way he said this made me so angry. He was like, I would say it to myself. It's just a joke. Like, as if Sarah Marie didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. And then, like a coward, Sarah Marie asks him to explain. Um, so I think we can say that she was the leader of the whole please explain your offensive joke to me uh, trend. <laughs> <laughs> she asks him to explain it and he wouldn't. He just he was just kept repeating that it was a joke and she couldn't take a joke. And I think it's because he knew that he was in the wrong. He shouldn't have said it. And he should just... Uh... Yeah, when he said, like, I would say it to myself, like, in what context? <laughs> What does, mm-hmm. what, yeah. what does it mean? Yeah, she asked him as well. She was like, what do you mean you would say it to yourself? And he's like, I'd say it to myself. And she, he just would not give any... <laughs> How would you even say that to yourself? Like, what a... Yeah. I, I, I can... The thing is, I say a lot of things about myself and to myself that I would never say to anyone else. I yeah. can be very self-deprecating. But that's why it's self-deprecation. Yeah, then Lisa and Sarah Marie go outside and Sarah Marie's like uh what's like what's the deal that lisa was like no he is be- he was being nasty she's right um, he was and then it cuts back to todd who's like meh 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 i didn't write down any of the dialogue but i did <laughs> <laughs> i did note that he appears to have put on his board shorts with his suit jacket and shirt so he switched the pants out to board shorts but he's still wearing the, the jacket <laughs> Uh, ben asks Todd if he's nervous, and then Todd says the only thing I'm nervous about is going up against Gretel. Oh, yeah, I would be nervous about that too. And in hindsight, that is fair for him to say. But the thing is, we see a lot of Gretel that they don't see, and everything that would make me scared of going up against Gretel is what we've seen, not what the housemates see, so I yeah, don't know what he's true. scared of. Well, that is that that is true, actually, because there's been there's no season before them for him to have mm-hmm. seen what Gretel is like. Exactly. Possibly, you know. Unless he's just like, I'm scared of being interviewed because I know I've been a dick. Yeah. I'm scared of um, hot brunette women. That's why my girlfriend is a blonde. (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Me too. Who is it, buddy? (laughs) Join the club. We're already in the the shit mums club. Now we can join the intimidated (laughs) by hot brunette women club. (laughs) (laughs) They go back to the stage and where they show their little packages and they show a package of Gordon circling Gemma like a shark. <laughs> yes. I think um Gretel says that his favourite hobby is Gemma hovering. Yeah. <laughs> and that's true. The way that they've cut this package is literally like he's looking at her out of the corner of his eye and then walking past her and then walking past her again to get, get her attention. And there's a love song over the top of the footage. Uh, which I don't quite understand. It should have been um, 
every step you oh, take. <laughs> I'll be watching you. Should have been that. It shows him having like a conversation with Johnny as well about Gemma, and just everything that he says about Gemma is just so off in terms of mm. like what he's perceived is just not correct. Not just in this instance. He seems to have created a personality for her. A personality for her that, like, protects his own feelings as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because he's saying that he doesn't think that the... He he doesn't think that the audience will be in tune with the subtleties of our interactions. Um, And that Gemma's niceness is so subtle, it would be very difficult to portray on television. Yeah, which is not true because the whole time we've seen that she's sweet and kind and caring. Yeah. He definitely has made up a lot of what he thinks is going to be shown. Yes, absolutely. They show a Sarah Marie package and in it she is, honestly, it just shows how open she is with people and how honest she is about her feelings and how emotionally mature she is. Yeah, I agree. And this is the first time actually that they show uh, the progress of the voting, the percentages before the voting closes and you can see they show it multiple times during the show so you can see that it started to spike for like two in particular Mm -hmm. and one has really dropped off which i think is such a great tactic to get people to vote because i remember sitting there watching going oh no what if it's my favorite that's that's not safe i gotta vote because it's so close and genius i don't know if the stats were ever correct but that it worked to get people to vote yeah i bet There's a point where Gretel says, Todd's a bit of a romantic, isn't he, girls? And the crowd just yells back, no! (laughs) (laughs) Which I found very funny. At what point does she say that, reveal that Todd has lived in 35 different share houses? Yes, yes. Uh, When she's talking to Todd's girlfriend, she reveals that Todd has lived in 35 different share houses. And she he's also 27, asks, by the way. Yeah, he's he's 27. And if you remember, someone wrote to us and said that their uncle lived in a share house with Todd and that he was cooked. So it tracks. do with that information what you will. Gretel also asks his girlfriend if it's true that he smells. And she's like, oh, no, he doesn't smell. Well, his feet smell, but <laughs> I like him anyway. <laughs> Bianca, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wonder if they're still together. It's it's hard because we haven't been able to find yeah very much information from Todd past like 2002. Yeah, I sort of dropped off. For some reason they show the my least favorite Sarah Marie story again, which is the one where she oh, pulls a nipple out yeah, of the drive-thru. I, I could have done with not hearing that again. Yeah, I really didn't. They really snuck that in. Gretel then announces that voting has closed and I just remember the complete agony of waiting between voting closed and announcement of, of eviction, it it wasn't very long, but it, remembering it, I was like, oh, God, it was like 10, 15 minutes between closed voting and finding out who was evicted. But yeah. it wasn't that long. It just felt that long. It's tense. We don't get any ad breaks, though. No, no. But I think ad breaks were only like five minutes, weren't they? Even five minutes feels like a lot. God, it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> Then it's time to cross to the house and announce who is the evicted housemate. And look, we, we knew it had to happen eventually. And I, for one, am sad to see this person go. It is bittersweet. <laughs> really bittersweet. It is. Uh, Todd, it's time to go, Gretel says. 
Ah, Todd. Our time together was short and yet... Short and smelly. I think this is the first time as well that we hear the eviction alarm. Oh, yeah, he doesn't make it to the door. Like, yeah. swiftly. Because you've got to make it within 20 well, seconds. Well, because Shana, like, guns for the door. She wasn't yeah. sticking around. Shana ran. Uh, Andy was carried. Yeah, Andy was carried. And Todd just kind of doesn't want to leave. Ambled around. Something that I noticed, I don't know if you picked up on, but as security is leading him from the door to the golf buggy, the guy is gripping the back of his shirt as they take him to the golf buggy. Like, gripping. He's a flight risk. <laughs> where, where do you it, run it, to? Just through the wilderness? <laughs> it's like he's he didn't realise that his job as a security guard is just for show and he's escorting them. He's They're not... He's That's not like... Prisoner. <laughs> it's not the big day out. He's not getting someone who jumped the fence out of, of the ground. My big day out training kicked in. <laughs> I saw this guy that smelled really bad and I just... He must have hopped the fence. Let's get him out of here. <laughs> Imagine if we watched the show and he was like, this is my chance. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I did feel a little bit bad for him because, um, as we said, you, we could see the spike in um, mm-hmm. how the voting changed. And I just, I didn't think they showed much Todd content at all in the mm. eviction. At least not nice content. <laughs> I mean, that's kind no, of on didn't. him. I think I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, he walks in and he hugs his girlfriend and he hugs his sister and an audience member jumps on stage while he's hugging, doing a group hug with his sister and his girlfriend. He doesn't even notice. Gretel like tuts and shakes her head and she's just like, she's so sick of this shit. You can tell. The funniest part for me is... Um, the camera shows that the guy eventually does get like tackled by security near the, mm-hmm. over near the couches, but it's Gordon's housemate is right on the edge of the shot and he's like frozen <laughs> in shock, <laughs> watching this guy. No one else is reacting to the guy at all. Just Gordon's friend. He looks like he's just seen the man executed on stage. Like that's. <laughs> That's how shocked he looks. They've just taken that guy out the back and shot him. <laughs> yeah. and Gordon's flatmate is together and they're like, are you guys seeing this shit? <laughs> he thinks he's on something and he's just hallucinating. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I did notice that Todd's sister is just repeating, I love you, I love you, I love you so much. And his girlfriend is just like kind of patting him on the back. Oh. It's a very um, improportionate reaction. No offense to my brother, I love my brother, but I don't think I would have been acting like like reacting like that. I don't even like my siblings. Um <laughs> just got it there. Clip it. <laughs> uh, I don't like hugging them very much, just on special occasions. Especially if my beautiful girlfriend that I've been separated from for a month. <laughs> yeah. She's stunning. He's punching well above his weight in that department. She's beautiful. Yeah. And she seems really nice too. Yeah, we're Tim Bianca here. Mm-hmm. Gretel leads him over to the couch and as he sits down, another person jumps up onto the stage and just tackles him into the couch, like boom, straight into him. Yeah. They're dressed like a Gordon fan too. I think they have the hair. The guy was saying something. Did they say, were they saying sucked in? I don't know. 
again. So um, it sounded like I'm asking the deaf person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did they say? What was that? Did you hear about the the really high pitched or like very soft? I, I think he was saying sucked in. That is. I can't so imagine a Gordon brutal. fan saying anything else. Oh, I think he's just like excited, wanted to get up on stage, sucked in. That is. So yeah, especially if he's dressed as a Gordon fan. That's like. Oh. They end up showing the percentages. Todd got 38% of the vote. Gordon got 32 and Sarah Marie got 30. And it is quite close between Sarah Marie and Gordon. Mm-hmm. But it, I would say from 32 to 38 is quite a jump Yeah, between Todd and Gordon. Yeah, especially I think we saw it on the Saturday. They were a lot closer percentages. Yeah. Then they show Todd who nominated him, which is always my least favourite. Mm-hmm. And then they cross to the house and they show – Gretel made a point of saying everyone is crying. And then they cross live to the house and show everyone crying. I think it was just Gemma crying. Yeah. Well, I wonder why Gemma would be crying. <laughs> she thought she would finally be free of the man who was harassing her. Oh, she was sure. Ugh. Thanks for nothing, Australian public. They show the packages you know, the packages of, like, highlights and stuff. The packages just of Todd being disgusting. And I noticed in that package we made mention of Todd wiping his feet on Sarah Marie's pyjama pants, Mm -hmm. but what we didn't see or what I didn't notice is that he was also wearing her bikini top over his shirt. Oh, yes. When did he even get have a chance to get that on? I know. (laughs) I bet you Gordon tied it up for him. Probably. That's a two-man job. So swiftly. <laughs> I I just, the, the whole clip is just people talking about how much he stinks. I would be so upset. I do not believe for a second that he doesn't smell. <laughs> no, they make a point of being like, you don't actually smell. And then when they cross back to him, I notice that he's chewing gum. Spit it out, mate. I hate when people chew gum. Like, I just, it really, it's not like a, like, it doesn't annoy me. Like, it sickens me. <laughs> I hate it. It's an ick. It's so gross. Look, do it in private. Just don't do it in front of us. Yucky. So then we get to the 11 Big Brother questions. Favourite person? Gordon. Least favourite person? Sarah Marie. Most annoying, he didn't have one because it's him. Uh, He said that the funniest in the house was Ben, which in the first few weeks we didn't really believe but now that we've seen a lot more of ben especially if you listen to our uncut episodes he is very funny yeah he's uh, he is funny laziest what did he say for that himself i didn't write all of them down i just wrote the ones that kind of piqued my interest uh the cleanest yeah cleanest is lisa and chrissy he has no regrets not one he thinks that lisa's going to be evicted next and he reckons gordon or blair will win and then they bring out his legacy item. <sighs> Why did he even take that in? I have no idea. When he walked out with it, it's a it's a wooden carving mask and it has a mirror inside the mouth, I believe. Yeah. When he walked in with it or when he brought it out of the house, I thought that he'd just taken a decoration that was already in the house and brought that out. Yeah. I thought he'd grabbed the like the face cast. But then we find out that actually it was a gift from his sister that he got a few years ago. So basically he's re-gifting it and he's <laughs> he's saying that it was something that uh, was so special to him that he thought he would auction it off. But really, essentially, he's just saying, my sister gave me this and I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. 
uh, his charity was the Prote- Prevention for Teenage Suicide, which we could all do a little, we could all have done with a little <laughs> bit of that in 2001. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that's because I was suicidal. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we also find out that dancing with the band is now compulsory because uh, Gretel says Todd's got to go up there and do it. Everyone just loves it so much, the last couple. <laughs> but when he gets up, he reveals that he has the fucking drum with him the whole time. Yes, he's had the drum <laughs> He's like, band? Band, you say? I'm getting up there and I'm bringing the drum. No. Bianca, stay here. I've already got a partner. The drum. <laughs> The musical artist this week is Tony Lee Scott, who sings a wonderful song called Take Me Away. I, musically, it's a bop. The lyrics leave a little to be desired. (laughs) One of the lyrics is (laughs) something about kissing someone and then their tongue's in his mouth, moving (laughs) like Fred Astaire. (laughs) It's just such disgusting... It's so gross. Uh, it's so weird. It's like describe that you're a bad kisser in the worst possible way. <laughs> if you've seen like Fred Astaire dance, like my partner is doing a little tap dance in my mouth. Oh my god! That to me is bliss. Just poetry. Then they showed Todd pashing on with his girlfriend and out loud to myself, alone in my room, I said, ew, because I'm, I'm a child and uncomfortable with, clearly uncomfortable with affection. It came out of nowhere, though, to be fair. like The camera's, like, gone crazy all over the place and then all of a sudden it's just in their faces while they're making out. Like Fred Astaire. Oh, God. I, my brain was a bit confused at this because there's just the juxtaposition between what I what the music that I was hearing and the image that I was seeing was like a pop rock sound and then a surfer boy look and I was just like what is happening Mm -hmm. the musician the musician looked like you know he looked like he could have been on the OC or one of the cool guys from Veronica Mars like Mm -hmm. in the way that he's not cool but like that's what the producers think that a cool surfy dude looks like yeah it's very interesting but I actually did kind of I actually did like the song without the lyrics like the, the lyrics aside <laughs> I thought is, it was very catchy it is it's it's like a uh I can't even think of descriptive words I knew I was going to make a disclaimer at the start of this episode because my brain is so broken today I was trying to have a conversation about criminal minds and SWAT two things that I've watched extensively and I was messing up the names of every single character <laughs> every single character I was like oh Hitch Hitch was in this episode my partner was like who is Hitch Hitch <laughs> oh um that's all I've got for the eviction yeah let's move on from Todd's last day Yep. Oh, wait. He's Unfortunately, still we still... <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we need to see him my halfway first, through this episode. My first note is about Todd. <laughs> we'll go for Todd it. Todd has a jacket on with nothing underneath. A jacket. <laughs> not a jumper. A jacket. Yeah, because he takes off his jacket and he's just got nothing under there. No wonder he stinks. 
I wear jumpers without anything under there because I can't have a double collar. It just, it, it, around my neck, it feels like I'm being choked. And if I'm not planning on taking my jumper off, I'll just wear a jumper with my bra out. Yeah. But I also wash it every single day. Like I don't just, I mean, when I'm staying home wearing the jumper, I don't wash it every day. But mm-hmm. if I wear it out and then I'm planning on wearing it out again, I will wash it. But as we yeah. know, Todd doesn't do that. A jacket is out, is outerwear, though, more than a jumper. A hoodie is outerwear. A jacket is more heavy duty. You're not supposed to wash it after everywhere because you have the other layers underneath to protect mm-hmm. it from the smell. It's something about the zip and the opening in the front that makes it more outerwear. It wasn't like a soft fabric. Like it looked, it was like a, yeah, like it might have been waterproof or at like least a sports jacket. Yeah, like a sports jacket. Interesting choice, um, Todd. Enough talk about <laughs> Todd's jacket. <laughs> <laughs> we, could spend, we could spend 10 minutes on Todd's jacket. The housemates have a new task, a weekly task, uh, because they have the weekly tasks and they also have the ones every so often because apparently they're not doing enough. They have to make a full-size sculpture of another housemate out of chicken wire and paper mache. I thought this was going to be a fun task and it turned <laughs> into an absolute nightmare. Yes, I was... I, I I heard the announcement and I was like, this is the kind of task that I would love to do. I love oh. this kind of shit. We can make them a, our likeness and... <laughs> yes, because specifically the model has to be accurate to within two centimetres of the cast of the housemate's actual measurements. Yes, and they also have to be recognisable. Yes, So you have to be able to see that model and think, yep, that's that person. That's not... <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but... It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work doesn't out. Well. And I don't know how they were thinking that it would work out. Because <laughs> the housemates were very confident in their abilities. Um, Gordon says that he wants to go high risk, high reward. And if they fail, he's okay eating rations. And then Johnny uh. says... <laughs> it's funny that he says that because he ate two steaks for breakfast. <laughs> Johnny does this classic thing of his like really think oh he had two steaks for breakfast it's one thing for him to say blah 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 and i'll say it to his face when he comes back out here blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> and then he gordon walks out johnny is silent <laughs> i think maybe we've all done that like bitching about oh, someone behind all, their back we've definitely all done it but it's so <laughs> but not on national television yeah well i have no problem saying this to their face absolutely no problem at all <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, good to see you. It's, it's that. Also, another one is, oh, I love them to death. I absolutely love them, but this is what I fucking can't stand about them. It's that, and I'll say it to their face, but they're never saying it. That are the two classics. <laughs> that everyone does, not just Johnny. Yeah, I no, make I, it I very mean, this is the universal clear. classic thing, yeah. not a Johnny classic. <laughs> oh, but Gemma, as predicted, got Gordon to change his tune. When Gordon came back out, Gemma was like, actually, I agree with Johnny. I don't think we should do that. And Gordon was like, yeah, all right, yeah, 40% then or whatever. Jesus. This man. Predictable. Then we have the eviction announcement. And when <laughs> something we didn't hear during the live eviction was when Greta will cross to the house, we get another, how you doing from Blair? How you doing? I actually did notice it in the live cross. Oh, did you? I did not. I did not notice it. I am so finely tuned to Blair. (laughs) Look, I feel like we cross between being big, like, 
I want to say we're big Blair fans, but also all of the stuff that he says, <laughs> some of the stuff that he says, I it's just go, real... I can't defend that. I have a real love-hate relationship with him. Like, he is so, so funny, but so, so horrible at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think part of why he's so... Uh, Oh, I'm not gay. Oh, that's gay. Oh, God, don't have a crush on me or whatever. Is because if you remember in the first uncut that we listened to, that we that we covered, he mentions offhandedly that he was sexually assaulted or, like, abused as a child. Oh, as a child. Do you remember he that? He said he was abused as a child, yeah. So I'm just wondering if maybe that experience has made him be, like, I'm not gay. Oh God, no, I I'm not gay. Like thought about that a few times, like how that plays yeah. into who he is as a person. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, could be that. Could not be that. Like we don't know any of the context or the details, and I'm not going to try and find out. I don't think if we were allowed, like if he wanted us to know, we would know. We don't. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it. But I think maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit more lenient on him with that um, because you know. Well, it's like Todd, Trauma I was a things. lot, I softened a lot towards Todd once yeah. I understood sort of where he had come from. Um, mm-hmm. Still hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, we also suffered a similar sort of childhood trauma, if you want to say it, to Todd, and we did not turn out like that. Oh, Absolutely. I think at Todd's, the age that Todd was filming, me and him at that age had the exact same distance between the last time that we saw our mothers. Mm. How long was that? 10 years, a decade. 10 years. I don't know. It's only been, I think for me and mine, it's been, you would know, before the wedding. Ah, so it would have been just over three years. Yeah, three, close to four years, but it was yeah, about three a, a while before the wedding. So I'd say about four or five years was the last time that I saw my mother. Oh, speaking that you to saw her. her? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it could it even well be six. That. But, yeah, speaking to her was about three years, three and a half years. Um, they announced that Todd's going, everyone's crying. Gordon zeroes in on Gemma immediately. Yes. <laughs> who is crying in the bathroom. And he just comes in and like snakes his arms around her and just and hugs her from behind. And you can see her, her stiffen though. Yes. Yep. It's not helping. Sarah Marie goes to the diary room to cry. She she doesn't want to cry in front of people. So she goes off to the diary room and she says that she feels guilty about nominating him because she feels like she's partially responsible for him being gone. However, it's up to the public. You yeah. can't feel guilty for that. You put them up there. Yes. But the public wanted him gone. They put you up twice. I mean, like, exactly, exactly. I did love, though, that the rest of the housemates are talking about Todd like he's dead. Like, (laughs) he's with Bianca now. He'll be happier now. He's He's in a better place. (laughs) Johnny says that he liked Todd, which is a lie, uh, because he spoke his mind and had a good sense of humor. Um, Maybe the speaking his mind, but he did not have a good sense of humor. We all know that his sense of humor was fucked and he offended and hurt a lot of people. Like literally the day before he hurt Sam Marie's feelings by, it was just a joke. Yeah. Johnny doesn't uh, seem to value 
specifically Sarah Marie, I think, um, when people talk yeah. about her, her and Christina, he doesn't really... He doesn't like them, so he doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. Gemma just can't believe that the audience voted Todd out and not Gordon. Yeah. I think Gemma was really close to having a... Um, like, getting in trouble for the way that she was talking about. Um, thinking that Gordon was going to be voted out with Lisa. Mm-hmm. She was like, I really thought it would be him. Like, I can't believe that. Like, yeah. yeah. But then Gordon goes into the diary room and he he says he knows that Gemma is uncomfortable and tenses when he hugs her, but he hugs her for so long. It's not like he or like goes to hug her like sort of on autopilot wraps mm-hmm. his arms around her she tenses and then he's like oh shit like and lets her go he yeah he just on. keeps on he he says that she's standoffish with guys yeah and because she has a boyfriend so she's standoffish with guys in general and she thinks that it can be perceived as something that it's not if she's seen being affectionate with other guys but mate it's just you it's you yeah like, you make her uncomfortable, and I don't know how much more she can hint that. So many times throughout this episode and this week, Gemma is in the diary room saying she doesn't know, like, she's trying to give him hints and he's not picking up on anything. Because then he comes out of the diary room and he's talking to Gemma. He has a corner in the kitchen with Lisa, who knows definitely how Gemma yes. feels. She and just she walks just, away. Yeah. And, yeah, Gordon's saying, oh, I I know that it must be easy for you. Like, it, you're, that this, you crying and stuff isn't you showing a strong emotion. Like, it's just, yeah, um, it's you easy for you to time, cry. Basically. You must cry all the time. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> and Gemma's like, oh, I'm actually, that's Yeah, she's true. like, actually, I never cry and I can't believe that I'm crying right now. Like... He's talking about how he wants to make her feel better, but he knows that he can't. And she's trying to let him down gently, but she just, she, I think at this point you got to realize that letting him down gently is not going to happen. You just got to rip that bandaid off and be like, mate, listen, I'm uncomfortable. I really need you to back off. But I know that Gemma feels like she can't do that. The thing, yeah, and I think what is making it even more of a struggle is that other housemates do know that she is uncomfortable and no one else yeah. is backing her No one's her helping up. her. And I think that there's the sense that especially given the context of it's 2001 mm-hmm. no one none of the audience are really expecting or even wanting a woman to win yeah and just in terms of like getting support in the house if she said hey you're making me really uncomfortable there is a huge chance that there will be backlash oh yeah just yeah. in the house of people saying like get over it you're overreacting like she also feels guilty about speaking badly about him because he likes her, which is so bad. Oh, but he likes you. That's what girls are told all the time. Like, oh, yeah. but he likes you. It's like, well, no, it doesn't matter if he likes her or not. Gemma also goes to the diary room and wonders what the audience sees. She's like, I don't know what they're showing on television because Todd's a great guy. Um, she mentions specifically that he he uh, makes the house feel alive with his music. Ugh. And she says that she's getting really angry at Gordon's behaviour. And in a conversation that she had with Lisa before, she says, I'm sorry, there's just something about him that makes my skin crawl. Yes. That's a very, very, very hard, not harsh, like, do you know what I'm trying it's to say? A it's a strong statement. Like, yes, yes. She shouldn't be ignoring that. And I feel like people, 
make her feel like she's overreacting. Yeah, she went to the diary room, like, what, three or four times? Yeah. And also excused herself, like, oh, sorry, excuse how I look. I look so ugly when I cry. But she just looks fine. She looks gorgeous. Like, yeah. I don't know. She also says, again, that Gordon is one way with her and another way with the others and that she does not like that at all. Mm-hmm. And that Todd is so likable. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, maybe in comparison to Gordon. <laughs> Look, if you had to choose between the two, I probably would have wanted Gordon gone over Todd this week as well. Yeah, I thought that he was gone over Todd. Just the solidarity of it all as well, like knowing what it's like to have a guy treat you like that or treat your friends like that. You just want that. I would have just done now, I think. I don't know what I was thinking back then. But now I would want him as far away from her as possible. Yes. Uh, so it's day 29, nominations day. Um, and it starts with them all doing the task. They're all <laughs> lying on the ground, being wrapped up in chicken wire. Peter is going very fast with the pliers up Christina's <laughs> thigh. I was like, do you want to slow down just, <laughs> just a smidge? He's not being very careful with the the area that he's got the pliers no. in. No, no, no. Her inner thigh, by the way. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have the pairings um, mm-hmm. I can give everyone. Uh, so Lisa and Sam Marie partnered up. Uh, Peter and Christina, obviously. Johnny partners with Gemma. And then I think Ben does Gordon, Gordon does Blair, and Blair does Ben's. Wow. it's an odd number. I did not get any of that (laughs) i did not retain (laughs) any of that that you just said but you know good lisa is doing sarah marie's model covering her in chicken wire and getting her measurements yep measured and stuff and then while sarah marie is in that particular position she pinches a nerve in her back yep immediately johnny's up there helping her get gets her on the floor tells her to breathe, presses her, massages a little bit, like tries to find out what's wrong. He's very, very attentive. Yep. Which is important to remember. Everyone jot that down. Yep. Write that down in your notes, everyone. Johnny was helping her immediately and being like, oh, darling, oh, you poor thing. Oh, darling. And Christina's also sore because she's getting a cramp from the position that she's been in. And it just, I feel so sad for them all because I've had back issues before. I still have back issues. Like I had a surgery <laughs> for my back and it's like, it's, it's, they're no joke. We'll never forget when I got the text that you were in the ambulance going to have your emergency spinal surgery. <laughs> yeah. I, I sent you, I, did I send you the selfie from the ambulance? Uh, yeah. And that I was sitting with one of our, <laughs> one of our mutual friends and mm-hmm. I was like, um, Jason's in the way to the hospital. They're back. <laughs> they're in an the ambulance. Ah, <laughs> oh, good memories. And then <laughs> someone asked you what I was uh, having surgery for, and you said it was my tail <laughs> removal surgery. <sighs> it's a good joke. It's a good bit. Big Brother sends two strong boys to go and get <laughs> a get the TV and wheel it out, and says that there's going to be a special screening, and everyone's excited. They're thinking they're getting a nice little treat. Although someone says, oh, we could be at war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they don't know what's going on in there. And you'd think that if they're bringing something out, especially because, what month was this? Mm. No, this is pre-9-11. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's only like May, isn't it? Yeah. So 9-11 hasn't happened. And someone initially, immediately was like, we could be at war, thinking that, was it Ben? It was probably Ben. He's smart. But no, they're not, we're not at war yet. Well, in a way. Well, perhaps more important than 9-11. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm leaving it in. Big Brother announced that they are going to be playing an episode from last week where Pete assaulted the chickens. And they used that word. Yes, they said assaulted. You were saying that so smugly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Todd's gone, so now Pete's my enemy, and (laughs) I I have to. It looks so much worse on the screen when they show this to the housemates than it looked when I watched it the first he time. He kicked on the them episode. several more times than just the one because the way that they played it off last week is that he accidentally kicked one chicken when he was pretending to kick it and he accidentally yes. made contact with the chicken. That is what he said. He was like... And then Blair stepped in. Yep. Blair, our hero. <laughs> um, but yeah, this... This video shows him kicking the chicken several times. Yeah, and you can hear the connection every time he kicks and slaps. It's bad. Yeah. I will definitely post the reactions of the faces of the other housemates as they're watching this. Mostly horrified. Mm -hmm. Peter is like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, this looks bad. Peter is very much um, guilty, but not because he feels bad. Blair. (laughs) Blair at one point shakes his head. Nah. Nah. (laughs) He is so annoying. He's just like. "Mm." Because if you remember, Blair would have missed half of that because he came out and saw saw him kicking and then went over to. Yeah, he saw the the accidental kick. Yeah. Because at that point, that's what. Peter was saying was oh I didn't mean to it was an accident I didn't mean to connect yeah, and Blair steps in immediately yep and then Blair finds out through this little viewing that that is not the case at all he is so upset Blair shaking his head in disbelief he's got his mouth his hand up to his mouth and he's just like no no like not on not on Lisa's doing this nervous laugh and you can tell that it's a nervous laugh it's not that she thinks it's funny yeah you can just tell that it's like a <laughs> like yeah. oh my god well it's just who is expecting like they've all behaved badly to to an extent at some point but this is the first time they're showing them a part of the show to be like you fucked up you fucked up bad yep so big brother offers two punishments they get to choose from and i don't think either of them are acceptable punishment no neither punishment number one is the whole house is punished and the groceries are reducted yep they only get 50 percent a certain amount yeah um or pete is solely responsible for the chickens for the next three weeks which why would you you're like oh this man has abused the animals so let's put him in charge of the animals as his punishment that is the last thing I want. I don't want him anywhere near those chickens. Get him away yeah. from them. Yeah. His punishment should be like, I don't know, cleaning the house and the yard every day for and yeah. not touching the chickens. He doesn't get to eat any of the eggs that the chickens produce. Bingo. Yes. Nothing from the chi- He doesn't get any profit from the chickens. He has to do with the dishes, I would say, like do the dishes every night. Yeah. 
Gordon is not happy at all with this uh, for a different reason. Gordon is kicking up a stink. Yeah, he does not think it's acceptable. He's getting really angry and he's arguing that if they chose to screen it, they shouldn't be punished because it was the producer's choice to show it. Yeah. So they're they're thinking that Big Brother is showing them this because they have shown this footage to the public and the public is outraged. Yep. And so therefore Pete needs to be punished and so gordon is saying well it's their fault because they chose to to use that footage and then johnny is like um is it not our fault because we know we're being filmed and he exactly that exactly and johnny says that they can scream whatever they want when they went into the house they signed waivers saying that whatever they do is allowed to be shown and how the audience reacts to the housemates behavior is on the housemate not on big brother for showing it yeah, but Johnny's saying they can't show something that he didn't do. Exactly, and he's right. He's 100% right in that. Yeah. And Gordon's just not getting it. He's insisting that Big Brother is out of line, and Peter is immediately willing to accept the punishment. Mm-hmm. But Gordon is like, no, absolutely not. I've got your back. Like, Yeah. It's just so bizarre. Like, it was a very odd uh, reaction to what had happened because Peter goes into the diary room and he's like, I accept responsibility, I'm sorry, I know it was wrong, which he's he, clearly he's used to apologising for things at his boarding school. We were playing and it got out of hand. Yeah. As you may or may not have seen, um, obviously they've seen it, they just showed you the yeah. footage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he accepts it and he says, yep, I will look after the chickens for three weeks. Yeah. Can I just say, Peter looks like shit constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. You may say that. I mean, like, I was watching him apologise and it looked like a shot of a man, like, in a crime show that's, like, been shot in the stomach and he's slowly dying. He's always, his hair is always plastered sweatily to his forehead. I'm sorry. He does always look fucking miserable. Always looks completely miserable. We find something interesting out about Ben in this episode. Yes. We find out that Ben has to get his eyes tested every single year because he has something called rod and I wish that I'd written it down neater. Rod and cone dystrophy. Yes. Glasses don't help and he could be blind by 30 and he takes pills every single day to try and stop him going blind and there's no cure yet, but they hope he's hoping that there will be a cure in the next 10 years. I wonder years. if there is now. I wrote it down intending to look it up, but because of who I am as a person, I did not do yeah. that. Sure, of course. You know what happened last time we fucking looked something up <laughs> live on air? <laughs> Google it and it's just like, it's gotten worse. <laughs> now fatal. Well, he, he seems to be fine thriving. So, you know, he's a commentator because they specifically say that he can watch movies, but not footy. And he's a sports yeah. commentator now. So they must have been able and to fix so it. it's so funny... Blair, the other football fan, is really trying to, like, work out the exact parameters of, of <laughs> what he can see. He's, so can you see the, the big screen of the football that you can't see? And Ben's yeah. like, yeah, I can see the screen, but I can't see once they move down the other end. Like, yeah. I can't see that. I can't see the scoreboard. And then I think it's Johnny says, oh, but you can't, and you're saying you can't have glasses to fix it. And then Blair, for, I don't know where it came from, but Blair is, like, explaining the disease to Johnny. He's like... <laughs> Blair's explaining how your eye works yeah. perfectly, flawlessly. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And then Ben says something that I thought was a little funny because he says he feels sorry for his 
I feel sorry for my parents mostly because it hurts them more than it hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Does it? It's so sweet. He really is a martyr, isn't he? He's always thinking, like, doing things for other people. <laughs> Everything Ben does is for others. Do you want to hop into nominations now? Uh, yeah, we're up to nominations. All right. Who would you have nominated this week for two points and one point and why? This week? For, oh, it's hard. It's really, it's a really tough call this week. Because you you can't lean on Todd. You didn't last week, but you could have. No. You, you can't well, lean on Todd now. I can't lean on Todd, but there are two that I would I want to nominate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in severity. I'm going to have to say two points, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Just because the Gemma thing is inexcusable to me. Yeah. And Pete was punished for the chicken thing. Mm. So, he did take his punishment quite well as well. Yeah. So I'm going to go one point to Peter mm-hmm. for kicking the chickens and just like his general attitude. <laughs> um, and two to Gordon for being a creep and not knowing when to back off. Uh, your nominations have been accepted. Thank you, Big Brother. What are you thinking this week? For two points, I put Peter just because he's really pissing me off. I think I gave him two points this week because him pissing me off is quite a new thing. So it's fresh in my mind and it feels more urgent to to give him yeah. more. I did not like how he kicked the chickens. I thought that was very f- fucked up. And also just because of how he speaks about Christina again. And I just think he's slimy. I don't like it. One point to Gordon for being Gordon. And he only got one point because I'm used to him being disgusting at this point. So I think the reason that I gave Peter two and Gordon one is just because of the... Yeah, I understand because I was I was tossing up similar, the exact same reasons. Yeah, really. That's my, they're my nominations. Accepted. Thank you so much, Big Brother. You sound a lot like Blair, actually, Big Brother. Oh, don't bring that up right now. I'm actually trying to, to uh, fly under the radar a little bit like this. Oh, so. sorry, sorry, sorry. Forget I said anything. Uh, I'll cut that out. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Sarah Marie goes in to nominate. She gives two points to Gemma because she can't live with her, which is fine if you're different people. However, her reason for not being able to live with her is because she's always having to look perfect. Again, it's just like, I do feel like Sarah Marie should be able to grasp what is making Gemma like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She didn't wake up one day and think, I have to be perfect. It's been drilled into her. It's quite upsetting that Sarah Marie seems to nominate Gemma again for the same reason and it's like I don't know I just I feel like I expect more from Sarah Marie which isn't fair because I don't know her and you know whatever <laughs> but I do <laughs> and then one point to Peter because he was mean to the chooks Peter gives true to Lisa just for lack of anyone else mm-hmm. and that she's a fence sitter um and one to Gordon because he thinks Gordon wants to go home that is such a weird reason to nominate someone it's like a real air. What are they called? Angels of mercy, like the mm. the people that kill you because they think mm. that. <laughs> uh, Lisa gives two points to Christina because she talks to her the least, and one point to Blair because she doesn't talk with him a lot. Okay, pretty boring reasons, but yep, whatever. Uh, Gordon's true to Lisa for being a fence sitter, and one to Ben again. Because he doesn't have any intense conversations with Ben. The way that you said that is exactly the way that I have it written down. Ben, again, with underlined with an exclamation mark. <laughs> and he also says that he hasn't 
nominated the same person in a row. He's like, oh, yeah, I've never just nominated the same person. Every single fucking time he has nominated Ben. <laughs> Every time. Like, does he just forget we have who he nominates? Gordon. He knows that this is filmed, right? And that we're watching it 21 years later. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. know. He does know. He's watching us from heaven. Looking down on us. Ben, I find you would... <laughs> No intense conversations. I feel like Gordon puts a lot of... He likes having conversations that are arguments. I think he confuses conversations and arguments. Because mm-hmm. Ben seems really smart and we've seen him have real conversations. And I think Gordon's just like, well, he doesn't fight with me and it's not fun. So yeah, just say that. But I think he's just finding reasons to nominate Ben because, as we said, he's nominated Ben since the first week of nominations. Yeah. I think Ben is probably unsettling for him because he has, I hate to say, like, alpha male energy. Yeah. But it's such a quiet, like, in such a quiet way. He's a natural-born leader, and I think Gordon wants to be that so bad. Yeah. Uh, Christina nominates Lisa for two points because they're not as close with each other, and one for Johnny because they're not as close. But I would have said one for Johnny because he's one way with me and speaks about me another way because we know that she's conscious of that. Yeah. Johnny is true to Sarah Marie for being high maintenance and one to Gordon because he bugs them. <laughs> ben gives two points to Gordon because, again, he's offensive to the group. Again, doing things for other people, nominating Gordon because the group doesn't like him. Protect the herd. This wouldn't have been acceptable in, what year would it have been? Like 2000 and, like when we watched oh, it, like when we met. Oh, when we watched it was like 2013? Yeah, in around 2013, 2014, Big Brother would not have accepted that because Big Brother straight up would have been like, no, you have to nominate for yourself. Nominating for the group is not acceptable. But back then, they loved it. I don't think you could use the same one constantly either. Yeah. I think they wanted you to have like a new, fresh reason every week. That would annoy me because if someone you didn't like did the same things week after week, you couldn't give a new reason. Yeah. And he gives one point to Peter for having knee-jerk reactions to things. I can see that. Yeah, Gemma gives two to Gordon because he makes her uncomfortable and one to, one to Peter because <laughs> so I forgot about this because yeah. he keeps going through her things and wearing her clothes <laughs> and then she says it doesn't bother her but it could <laughs> Peter he keeps going through my things and wearing my clothes which it doesn't really bother me at all but I suppose I suppose it could Then Blair gives two points to Gordon for being uncompromising and one point to Lisa for being a fence sitter. Where have they gotten this term fence sitter? They're all using it. They love it. Clearly they've all been having little conversations. They obviously can't be influenced by the media like everyone else being like, Johnny Rotten, Johnny Rotten. Like someone has originated this fence sitter term and they're all fucking loving it. They're absolutely frothing the fence sitter. (laughs) We find out that the... People up for nomination this week are Gordon, Lisa, and Peter. Yeah, so it's a good chance that someone that I'll be happy that they, whoever is evicted, mm-hmm. is evicted. I don't know who it is. I could take a guess. I won't. Yeah, it's safe to say that I'm not going to be missing whoever goes this week. Yeah, pretty much. So there's not really any way for me to be disappointed, like intensely disappointed. Yeah. Gordon does not seem happy to be nominated again. Whose fault is that, Gordon? Peter said that he was nominating Gordon because Gordon wants to go. Yeah. But the way that Gordon's reacting is not... I don't think that Gordon wants to go home at all. Nah. I think Gordon wants to make it to the end. 
Gordon is pretty confident that he is the flavor of the household. Mm -hmm. That he is the entertainment. The next day, Christina is talking about how she thinks that people may have voted for Peter because they want to look good for the public in regards to the chickens. She's like, oh, I'm worried that people have nominated Peter for the chickens because they know that the public is unhappy about the chickens. And Christina, babe, you need to jump ship. Yeah. Gordon says that if Big Brother tried to get him to do something, he would tell him to get fucked on principle. Yeah, I bet you would, mate. I bet you would. (laughs) And then you would be evicted. Yeah, then they would be like, okay, you're leaving. We will take security. (laughs) And then he would be, this is bullshit. And Johnny would be like, you signed a contract, mate. Like, this is what it is. My housemate is an entertainment lawyer. So I think I know what I'm talking about. I've had coffee with Kyla Minogue in a towel. Mate, that's right there is reason enough to trust him. Lisa is talking to, is it Sarah Marie? And says that if she is evicted and finds out that someone voted for her and then immediately hugged her, she would be pissed off. She's talking about Christina. She's sure that Christina nominated her and she did. She did. But also she doesn't immediately come up either. She's like, it's, it's sort of throughout the night. You know what it's like to nominate people. You know that you don't hate them. Yeah, it's... You can nominate someone and it's something that everyone has to do and then comfort them when they're up for nomination. Like, yeah, it's not being two-faced. It's not being backstabby. Yeah. She's, like, very fired up over it, though. Oh, she's mad. I've, I've never seen her with such a strong stance on anything. Even when she's talking to Gemma about Gordon, she yeah. doesn't have as much of a fire behind her. Yeah. The next note I have is Peter is in the chicken coop talking to Johnny. And um, he's saying that he he thinks that he's up because he's been annoying, making, like, crude remarks and, like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 or being obnoxious. And Johnny's like, oh, but it's all in good good humour. And then Peter's like, yeah, but there's some people in this house that are pretty straighty 180. Blair's straighty 180, but for a different reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sarah Marie's back is really, really sore. And I feel so bad for her. Because I know what it's like. Yeah. And I just keep thinking, like, why haven't they made her see a doctor yet? She's walking around going, oh, my back's sore. They wait overnight. Immediately they should have gotten a doctor in there to have a look. Because yeah, they did back. it for Gemma's wrist. Because it, it's so sudden as well. She's like, oh, 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 yeah. Like, she doesn't do anything. It's just like, I mean, aside from being wrapped in chicken wire and lying on the floor. Yeah. Any back injury should be seen immediately. Yep. Having said that, my pop, just a little side story here. Pop, my pop, very hardworking man, an elderly man, slipped over, fell flat on his back, went to the hospital, it was like it was very sore, they went, went to the hospital, hospital did x-rays or whatever, they said, oh, you're fine, you've just like, you know, bruised or whatever. Um, he went back to his normal life, insisted on building a carport for someone. As he's doing that, gets a call from the hospital being like, oh, sorry, we were wrong. Your back is broken. <gasps> oh my God. And it was just like pottering around the whole time because he thought like he thought it was just bruised and he should just be Mm. working through it and it's it's broken holy shit couldn't be me by the way (laughs) 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 Uh, but her back is so sore that she can't even undo her own bra she has to ask ben to come over and take undo the back of her bra for her of all the guys that i would want undoing my bra in a platonic way it's ben i would want him to do it i would trust him exactly she looks so bad as well. She She's pale. She's gaunt. Like, she just looks terrible. Yeah. And she says, oh, 
I'm so emotional. I don't know why I was crying over nothing last night. But you're not crying over nothing. Pain. When you are in that much pain, and that this is also something that my persistent pain therapist said to me when I was in the throes of it. When you are in that much pain, any little thing sets you off. Yeah. Even if you know it does, it seems like it's silly. You will. Your emotions are so heightened because yeah. you are in pain. But your body is exerting so much energy in like keeping. I don't know how to explain this. Yeah, your body is exerting so much energy in like in being in pain that you are mm-hmm. just exhausted doing nothing. Gemma, Lisa, and Johnny are sitting there doing their little whatever. Lisa's <sighs> doing nothing, but Gemma and Johnny are doing the chicken wire thing and Gemma's asking why Sarah Marie was crying and Johnny goes oh it's just Sarah Marie being Sarah Marie not getting attention from the boys classic Sarah Marie she's crying because she has a sore back and back pain is fucked like it hurts you can't do anything without it making it worse he and Lisa were both there when she heard it and they know what the deal is Johnny is being so vicious because he's like, he says, I'm a firm believer in you being 100% responsible for your own feelings. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and no one, no one makes you cry. You made the choice to cry. Which is fucked. It's like that stupid quote that people are like, uh, I can't even remember the quote now. <laughs> but you know, basically like, you are responsible for your own feelings. No one can, oh, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yes, they can. Yeah, they can. Do you think I ever give consent to feel inferior? Like... <laughs> It is so victim blaming. It's disgusting. And this is the first time I think I've been furious with Johnny. All the other times I was like, whatever. Doesn't like, yes, he's, he's nominating and then hugging and then, you know, talking about someone and then fucking doing that. This made me so angry. He has been given like a bad edit in that way in like being backstabbery or whatever. And I'm very conscious of that. Yeah. This is him just like being really awful, genuinely awful. Because he goes on to say, like, oh, now she's woken up today with a sore back, and it's like, what do you want from me? She didn't wake up with a sore back. It was yesterday that he was helping her with the sore back, immediately. Yeah. He was helping her, because he saw that she was in pain, and he was like, yeah, oh, darling. Him and Lisa are saying, oh, it's, like, really contradictory. It's like, what is contradictory (laughs) about it? Sam Marie's in the pool, because the advice was, get in the pool, and that works, too, because you're not putting pressure on your discs or on your nerves or whatever when you're floating in a pool. So she does that on the advice of the, not the specialist, but they spoke to someone and said get in the pool and Gemma and Lisa are like oh she shouldn't be in the pool oh she's gonna make it worse blah 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 I got the exact same advice with my back get in the pool yeah they're acting like she's in the pool jumping around like diving in I even googled it to make sure because yeah I was sure certain that when you were in the throes of like a really bad back that Mm -hmm. someone had recommended the pool yep so I googled it and it was like yeah one of the best things that you can do is like yep. gentle aquatic exercises. That's what I was told to do. Why do you think old ladies are always in the pool doing exactly? In my case, it wasn't um, helpful, but that's because I needed surgery to correct what was wrong with my back. But yeah, before your back they was fucked, well, my GP said that I had, and I quote, <laughs> the worst spine that he had ever seen, and the back of a fifty-five-year-old manual laborer. Hell yeah, <laughs> I was in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I got that advice as well. It's good advice and that's what you should do. But of course... Especially when she's waiting for um, like a medical consult. And she did end up seeing a specialist, but the specialist said there's nothing supremely wrong with it. Just take some painkillers. There is excitement in the yard as the housemates realise that there is a visitor dropping in and everyone's all keen because they can see a helicopter and it's hovering and Gordon thinks that someone's going to 
drop into the house and he's kind of correct. I don't know why he thinks someone's going to drop, like, par- they think someone's going to parachute from the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you can do that. Someone does try to parachute in, though, but the helicopter is separate from that. So the helicopter's, like, I think maybe... The helicopter was not involved. Someone tried to parachute in, though, and missed the uh, the house completely. And they tried to drop a parcel in as well. They missed that mm. as well. I wish I had known what was in that parcel. I want to know so bad. Like, was it a bomb or was it something nice? Like, was it lollies? I I want to know what was in the parcel. What could you possibly be wanting to drop into them? I don't know. But they got probably what they wanted, which was attention and screen time. So good yeah. for them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a shot of them sailing past the yard on their way down to the car. <laughs> Imagine having that on there for like your biggest fuck up was missing the house completely. Big Brother sends the housemates inside. Yeah, for their safety. Like, get inside, yes. get inside. Lock all the doors. Don't open them, even if someone <laughs> We have a secret knock. They were taken by security, the person, and then handed over to the police. Mm-hmm. Pete and Christina are working on their task of creating the sculptures, and then Christina burps, and Peter says that burping is for boys, and he never wants to hear her do that again. It was yeah. a joke, but, you know, Peter's jokes aren't that good. And then as Christina is working on the crotch area of Peter, he farts and then he laughs at the fart and then every time he laughs, he just does more farts. <laughs> what can I say? Farts are funny. To you, maybe. Some of us have a, a higher class of humour. Who? Not you. <laughs> then there's a little deep and meaningful between Sarah and Lisa. And Sarah says that she thinks that after being in the house, she wants to have a relationship and might tell someone how she feels. Do we think it's the housemate? Oh, the guy that Gretel's obsessed with. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope so. Otherwise, it'll be a bit of a letdown. Especially, like, he's watching it. He's, like, getting his hopes up. Like, yes, yes. Oh, my God, she really likes me. And then she gets out of the house and, like, goes for someone else. He's got, like, an engagement ring in his pocket, ready to go. (laughs) Day 31 opens to us having to listen to Johnny and Gordon loudly exercise. Lisa and Gemma decide to try and make some weights out of the old milk jugs and they use the rocks from the garden. I didn't think they rinsed um, them out. I was really stuck on that. I was like, come on, (laughs) run them under the sink, run them under the tap. Don't, no, don't understand, don't understand why there's still milk in there. Gordon really starts in on Lisa at this point. He, he calls does her the not catchphrase like king. Yeah, that's a very. <laughs> he was really aggressively. He's like, "Thanks for your opinion, but keep it to yourself unless you're willing to debate it." It's like you don't have to debate your opinion all the time, pal. I can say something to you if you don't agree with it. I don't have to keep arguing with you. He would be the worst kind of person to have a debate with about your opinion as well, because you know he doesn't budge on his. He doesn't want a debate so that he can understand your opinion. No, he wants, he wants to a annihilate you. Yeah. And that's, you just, you've got to protect yourself in that situation. Just not debate someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. It would be so exhausting. I had a housemate who was like that and it Mm. was just, it was hell on earth. I'm so glad I'm at a point in my life now where I don't feel the need to justify all of my opinions to people that I know aren't going to take, like, aren't going to respect it. Yeah. Sam Marie is called to the diary room. And when we find out that Ben went to Big Brother to ask for Sam Marie to be excused from the task because of her back... Yeah, without asking or telling her first. And Sarah Marie gets called in and she's like, oh, why? (laughs) She had no idea. 
And then she goes, gets out of the diary room and says to Ben, oh, did you really go to Big Brother and tell him, like, to excuse me from the task because of my back? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's only a sore back, which a only but <laughs> then he says if that's the case then get to fucking work <laughs> and then she's like how about you get to fucking work and then nobody gets to work yeah they all just sit around but you better work bitch <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about Gemma's dog which isn't very interesting um but then Gordon, <laughs> Gordon oh my God. starts telling a story about a dog almost dying. He has a huge smile on his face the whole time. And he's like, it oh was so god, cool. Oh my god, he's smiling the whole time. Yeah. So he says, like, he was on the dog beach with his dog, or his friend's dog or whatever, off-leash. Then two Dobermans came out of nowhere. They were chasing the dog. And they were running so fast that his dog ran past a rock and the Doberman just smashed into the rock mm-hmm. and almost died. He was laughing as he told this story. He was like, oh, it was covered in blood. It was so cool. So cool. And then you could see Gemma's face. She was like, what the fuck? And then he kind of noticed, I think, that she was like, no. And he was like, oh, yeah. It was was really sad. And then he kind of tried to be like, oh, you know, I was chasing after the dogs. Like, okay. um." I think Blair, was it, that said, oh, how far away were you from the dogs? How far away did you let your dog get away from from you? Yeah. (laughs) This week, Blair is like animal safety advocate number one. I also wrote down... Do you know how hard I would have hyper-focused on this task? This task is my thing. Like, I would have loved to do this task. I had task. the same thought. I had the exact same thought. Well, if we were in the house, we should have been each other's partners because you know that we would have taken it seriously. Yeah. My one would have had wire hair. I would have dressed your one up in your clothes and made sure that you could tell it was you. I would have requested paint. I would have wanted, you know, one of the wigs. But like, Give me I some yarn so I can out. make a wig. I, I would have been up all night doing this. I love little crafty projects. It would it would have been so good. Yeah. I would have been doing more work than requested. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Brother, how about we make this task a little harder? Let's give us more art supplies. And then the rest of the cast will be like the circus one. I'd be like, I'm not touching that unicycle. <laughs> yeah, we would put all of our energy into this one task and then literally any task that, that takes any physical strength or having to wake up for anything would be like, nah. <laughs> oh, you can get fucked if you think I'm getting up at 9am. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Marie has only just started on the task and everyone is panicking. But also we find out that Lisa also has just started on the task. I know she couldn't really do much because Sarah Marie was her model and Sarah Marie couldn't do much. Yeah, but Sarah Marie's also injured, so... Exactly. So everyone's focusing on the fact that Sarah Marie is the one that's going to stuff this task up when Lisa's in the exact same boat and no one's saying shit about Lisa. Lisa's there eating cereal. She could have easily been taking measurements of Sarah Marie. Uh Uh-huh. And while Sarah Marie was lying down, she could have changed the pose and been like, all right, we'll stay in this position and I'll quickly do this. Like, there's shit you could have done. We get a reveal of the house song. Yeah, that song that they were working on a couple of weeks ago, they've recorded it professionally. Big Brother wants the housemates to dress up and film a music video. I noticed as well, when they're actually filming the video, Gemma does a costume change. There's like parts where they're dancing outside and then parts where they're dancing inside and she's changed. (laughs) She's gotten changed in between. She starts off in white jeans and a blue shirt, cut Gemma style off the shoulder. And she's having a discussion with Lisa and Gordon. Well, she's having a discussion with Lisa and Gordon is there 
talking about what to wear and if it's a good outfit and Gordon's like, yeah, you look great. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just continuing it with Lisa. Like Gordon is not saying anything at all. And then she's like, oh, I think this is too like, you know, showy. Should I change? And Lisa's like, no, don't. You look really good. And then Lisa's like, well, this is what I'm wearing. And then Gemma's like, oh, I'll change then. And Lisa's like, no, I'm only wearing this because I don't have anything else. And then Gemma's like, oh, you could borrow something of mine. Lisa I have something you'd look really good in. has the most boring clothes in the world. Like, to, yeah, I'm, she I'm does. sorry. But <laughs> so they're, like, they're like, get dressed up in something fun. She's wearing a, like a khaki skirt and then a, like a yep. little linen jacket type top. Yeah, like a, a, sh- a, a shirt with a big lapel. And it's like cream colored almost yeah but then Gemma does give her a shirt that looks really really good on her yeah the shirt looks really nice like a tight uh tank top type thing yeah yeah Lisa for some reason is like dressing like a grandma for real (laughs) or a mom that's like of that of the that era do you know what I mean yes like Malcolm in the middle mom the clip has lots and lots of the bum dance and also a group pillow fight it's a great song it's a great clip it is good. We we should upload it to, um, if we can find it, upload it to the socials and just hope that it doesn't get taken it. down. Oh, did you? Okay, well, then we will upload it. And because they have now completed this task, um, yep. they are rewarded with their movie night, pizza night, mm-hmm. um, that Big Brother said they could have, like, weeks ago. Um, because remember... Uh, Christina was so stressed that she was going to miss it. Well, not stressed, but she was like, yeah, realized that she might miss it. Yeah. Um, which seems like a year ago now. It really does. Um, I wrote down their movie options because they were allowed to watch two movies. Yeah. Um, these were the options that Big Brother gave them: new releases, mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels, Snatch, and Billy Elliot. Mate, how do you choose between Snatch and Billy Elliot? Because Charlie's Angels, obviously. I would choose Charlie's Angels twice. Let's just watch that back to back. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think they ended up choosing Snatch. I I was trying to decipher it from the audio. But the audio didn't. I've never seen Snatch, Snatch, but I I would recognize the. I would recognize the audio, audio from Charlie's Angels. Yeah, me too. uh, At any point in the movie, Um, and Billy Elliot, it's the British accent. So, from the, the power of deduction, we've deduct, deduced that one of the movies was Snatch. Snatch. A mistake, in my opinion. But anyway. They get Pizza Hut, which is way better than KFC because more people can eat it. Uh, Nowadays. The KFC challenges, and there's like vegans in the house, vegetarians in the house. There are no vegan options at KFC Mm-mm. or vegetarian options. No. Very, very recently, I think they changed the recipe of the chips, but I think they still cook them in the same fryer. So it's up to you whether you are okay with that. But th- that's it if you can only have chips. like wh- Now they don't even have – you can have a cabbage, like, slaw mix. <laughs> yeah, you can have cabbage on your burger. Oh, actually, you can't because they make it into slaw, so it has um, mayonnaise uh, in it. Yuck. Yuck. I hate coleslaw. Sorry. Just <laughs> – a little bit of information for you. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> Blair goes into the diary room and picks up all the pizza boxes, which prompted a little memory in my mind. Did Blair do a Pizza Hut ad once? After? Mm, I'm not sure. I feel like he's done a Pizza Hut ad where he was like the new Dougie. <gasps> do you remember Dougie? Yes, from the pizza yes, 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 yes. I think Blair did was did some Pizza Hut ads at some point. 
Oh, I think. it's such a shame that Blair's just stepped out that I can't ask him. So. Oh, Blair. Oh, we could have asked him live and been like, hey, tell us about Do it. Do you remember That's... the pizza? <laughs> I'll look it up. Oh, but... so they're all eating their pizza and then, mm-hmm. oh my God, it cuts to, they get chocolate as well. Yeah. Oh, least, I know exactly what you're saying. At least Christina is eating a chocolate bar. And Gordon is making the weirdest face. <laughs> You'll you will wanna check our socials for this one, I promise you. <laughs> you need you need to see. Do, do not listen to this and not immediately go to our Instagram, which is TTDRPod, because you need to see this face fucking face that he's oh making oh my god i don't i couldn't even i i don't know how to describe it it's like it's like he's it's he's making like a sort of a baby face licking his lips she hasn't even seen that he's like making this face <laughs> <laughs> for a good like so 10 bad. seconds or 15 seconds and then she sort of turns and and he's like mm-hmm, like at the chocolate and she's like do you want a bit <laughs> And she she holds her fingers there and she's like, don't eat past my fingers. <laughs> He's, the way that I would describe it is when a baby is searching for the nipple. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that is what I thought of. I was like, he's like trying to hint because he can't speak that he's searching for it. It was, oh my God, it was so good. I'm sorry. But he did that. It was disgusting. It was really... I. <laughs> oh, And it also shows the housemates' faces while they're watching the movie. They look like they regret their choice so yeah. bad. I'm telling you, they should have chosen Charlie's Angels twice, back to back. Oh, yep. but it did say Ben had never watched a DVD before. Are they saying that he'd never watched a DVD before or that he they hadn't watched a DVD on that TV before? No, uh, they did say that, but he hasn't watched a DVD before. It's not that out of out of line for 2001 oh. we didn't get a dvd player until 2002 in my house mm. so unless you were going to your friend's house watching dvds or whatever yeah at that point i think m- my tv that we had was still a curved front square one yeah so it was ours. when you're watching it on youtube it says also available in widescreen digital ah yeah it's on the fancy plasmas mm. flat screens um yeah no we had that big <laughs> brick of a tv for years yeah um and i only remember that we got the dvd player in 2002 because it was the year uh lilo and stitch came out we got lilo and stitch on dvd ah. and, the, and the dvd player day 32 their body sculptures are due and they're sitting out there having a conversation i think it's gordon and someone else but i for a solid minute i thought that someone was lying on the bench <laughs> but it was the sculpture <laughs> it took me forever to realize that it wasn't a person i was like oh fuck it was at this point that i started to realize that they weren't giving them any paint yes because they were like oh it's they we're almost done we're done whatever it's just wire and newspaper lisa brings her model of ceremony over and puts it with the rest of them and it is huge. Like, it is... Her thigh and butt area is so much bigger than Sarah Marie's actual thigh and butt area. Oh, my God. It's it's gigantic. 
we say huge and gigantic, but in comparison to how ceremony really is, like the the difference is huge. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't mean to be insensitive. She is like it is bigger she's than ceremony. Way bigger. Yeah. So at this point, I realized they're not getting paint. They're not getting anything else. Their sculptures are literally <laughs> just wire with the newspaper around it. I'm thinking, how are they going to be recognisable? Don't worry, Big Brother has the perfect plan. <laughs> so it cuts to uh, Ben and Blair inside. Big Brother has given them a photocopier. So what they have to do is plant their face on it, eyes closed, because it's, Big Brother's like, it's dangerous to open your eyes with like the photocopier flash. So they smush their face on it, center face, face down, eyes closed, scan that, then both sides of their face, they get the profile, and then they they glue that onto the face of these newspaper. So if you're picturing like a nightmare village, something you see in a horror <laughs> movie, Criminal Minds episode, um, you would be correct, because it's now just a sea of... <laughs> newspaper bodies with, with eyes these, closed with these weird eyes closed yeah it actually looks like a dead but like a dead it body does. oh my god it really does it shows ben and blair scanning their faces and they're just giggling and i can't believe that no one photocopied their asses if we get to an uncut at some point which unfortunately we can't get the uncut for this week but i think this will be in the next week though because we're missing the uncut that we're missing sadly is the last of Todd. Oh no. But Yeah, well if if they don't show someone photocopying other body parts in uncut, I'll be very, very surprised. Yeah. Um then it's revealed that they have failed the task. <laughs> only I think five were measured correctly. Yep. And only two were recognizable. <laughs> were recognizable. I would love to know what to. They now have an $88 budget for the next grocery shop. Yeah. And so okay. uh, I was just going to say this segs into another horrible animal argument because it's revealed now that they – Big Brother asked them – Big Brother asked them would they like a dog? Mm-hmm. And they decided, yes, they would. And so now Ben's <laughs> saying, oh, so we've got to feed the dog with our $88 budget. But they don't. They don't. It's Pete and Gordon Piper. Oh my god! Especially Pete is arguing. That I think Gordon initially says that the dog is not a priority in the food budget, yeah. and so they're all like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "We've got to put the, the dog before us." And Ben and Gemma say the dog is one hundred percent dependent on them. Yep. So they have to. They have to feed the dog. And then Pete is arguing that the dog would survive for months on end without them. He's like, it's not helpless. It's not helpless. The dog would survive without us. He's like, if none of us were here, the dog would be fine. (laughs) What? The dog is a Kelpie. Very similar looking to my dog, which is a Kelpie cross um, German Shepherd. And I promised you that my dog would not survive if I stopped feeding him. There's n- no. My domesticated Kelpie is not going to survive. <laughs> it's not a wild dog that they've brought into the house. It's a, it is a dependent. She's five years old, too. It just seems to me at this point, Pete does not like animals. No. And he doesn't value animals. Um, yeah, so after this argument, big, the Big Brother voiceover is like, Big Brother will make sure that Ebony, the dog, is well-fed. Just, just rest assured there's no option where this dog starves, despite what... Uh, what Peter is really gunning for. 
I can't believe that. But Ben is called to the diary room to collect the information about the dog and he brings out a booklet and they're, they're told they have to read all about it and learn about the dog. And the dog's name is Ebony. They've got a list of do's and don'ts. Yeah, it's a really thick packet and then, like, yeah, an actual book on Kelpies. Yeah, it's huge. And then Ben, of course, is called to meet the dog and bring her out. The housemates get... She's so beautiful. I'm she so is sorry. so I, cute. I actually cried. Aww. I... <laughs> Am I also getting my period? Perhaps. All the housemates get one-on-one time with her. They all get a chance to bond. And Blair gets really annoyed with Sarah Marie crowding Ebony. And Sarah Marie's just sitting out there next to Ebony. And Ebony's just lying there next to Sarah Marie. And Blair's like, if she wants to come inside, she'll come inside. Let's leave her. Give her some space. Just leave her alone. And Sarah Marie's like, she's fine. She's not, you know, trying to get get, get away from me. And Blair's like, you're crowding her. You need to give her space. Which I do think she needs space and alone time. But I also think if she really needed space at that time she wouldn't be sitting happily next to Sarah yeah Marie. she wasn't cowering away from it either like she was back into a corner she was like happily lying with Sarah Marie. yeah just chilling next to Sarah Marie. and then she does come in eventually and Blair's like see she came in she wanted to come in she came in and she's sitting next to Sarah Marie on the couch and Blair is kissing her and then <laughs> Ben's like are you kissing her <laughs> and he's like yeah and he's like did you just let her lick you and he's like yeah where'd she lick you just on my nose did she lick your mouth you don't know where she's been. What the way he is not he was not he happy. He was really like he was asking the others too instead of just Blair. He's like, Where where did she lick him? Where did that dog lick him? <laughs> <laughs> is he lying to me? <laughs> Disgusting. Oh Blair's really cute with the dog. I know, Blair's fucking I've forgotten every issue I had with Blair. Yeah. <laughs> at one at one point he says, just knowing something like that is in here is awesome. And it's just so cute. Johnny and Lisa are talking about Gordon and about how he's a hypocrite about the task. Because when someone's not pulling their weight, he gets pissed off. But then, then he also said that he would be happy to live off rations yeah but then when they are living off rations he's having two steaks they're all very they're very caught up on the two steaks thing well having two steaks for breakfast is like a wild thing in any like household yeah (laughs) you just get up and make yourself two steaks for breakfast yeah for breakfast before anyone else is up because he gets up really early sarah marie blair and ben are discussing differences between all the housemates and Sarah Marie is saying that Lisa is too well-spoken. She's very prim and proper the way she speaks. Like, well, I believe that this is blah, blah, blah. But we've got to remember that Lisa is a brown woman. She is from Papua New Guinea. She yeah. is, she, if she wasn't well-spoken, then she would be targeted for that. She has to be well-spoken because yeah. otherwise she's just another stereotype or she gets treated worse because of her, her color of her skin uh, yeah i don't think anyone's really um conscious of that. picking up on that with like the critique of lisa it's, it's all white people that are yeah like, the, the media personalities and stuff that are debating it i think that she needs she needs to be a fence sitter and non-confrontational because as a woman of color she's seen as irrational or confrontational or something like that if she has a strong opinion yeah she could very very easily fall into that trap that we yeah exactly 
And I don't think that anyone is conscious of it. And why would they be? They don't experience that. They have no... Yeah. Yeah. They're all quite young. They don't really I know. I mean, like the one time that we saw her having a conversation where she was trying to talk about what it is like to have one white, yeah. one white parent, one brown parent, and Todd was like, I was born premature. And then there was just like a black baby in the, in the hospital that my dad saw. It's like, how is that relevant, sir? Todd straight in there like, well, actually, I was born in a hospital alongside a black baby, so. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Why don't you check your privilege? Some of us were born in the same hospital as very black babies. Black as. That's what he said, by the way. That's what he said, by the way. That's not, that's not me. <laughs> the baby that I was born alongside was blacker than you, Lisa. And <laughs> So, black. therefore, but via transference, I know a little bit about racism. He's oppressed by association. <laughs> and the association is when they were both newborns. <laughs> My own dad saw one baby. <laughs> oh, God. And then the episode ends with Sarah Marie and the dog falling asleep together on the couch. Yeah, but Blair tucks them in and it's so cute. He tucks them in, gives Sarah Marie a little kiss on the forehead, gives the dog a little kiss. It's so cute. It's so annoying how, how charming Blair is. I know. He is so charming. No wonder the nation fell for him. Yeah, no wonder Blair Central is up and <laughs> popping running. off. BlairCentral.com. <laughs> That's it. That's an, the end of another uh, episode. There was a lot this week, actually. There was. We got through it all. Absolutely action packed. A lot happened. And thank you, everyone, for sharing that with us. Thank you. Um, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Is yes. TTDR pod yep um for like all of our media if we talk about something weird we've probably posted it there yeah um great great blair chicken video um, oh incredible go to our tiktok or our instagram or our twitter yeah and let us know what you're thinking about these housemates who do you want to go home next week lisa gordon or peter and big brother will get back to you bye <laughs>